Whereas Nitsu, he's passed the fuck out, obviously, yeah. and does his thunderclap and flash, goes around, frees everyone, destroys the belt, and Inosuke just stands there and looks at him. He's like, maybe you should stay asleep all the time. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Inosuke. You're thinking what everyone else thinks. to Anime Plus, episode 61. Hopefully you're having an incredible day, whatever day you were listening or perhaps watching this wonderful podcast over our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, joining me as always, I have Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing good. I'm really concerned about what we're going to talk about because nothing uploaded anything this week. That is true. We are, we do have a limited show. This could be, could be. One of like the only, if not the only, Anime Plus episode in history that could actually be like the under an hour, the minimum threshold that I ask for from all the boys. Like for every podcast episode of the main shows, any bonus stuff, I don't care. But for the main three shows, I always just ask at least thirty minutes. Anything beyond, I don't give a fuck. Well, try to keep it under two hours, preferably, because that's what we've come close a couple times with a couple shows. But yes. that's not the point. But this could be a very short one today, because uh, you're right. I mean. Uh, Yashihime and Dragon Quest didn't really have a whole lot come out there. Uh, the Platinum Inn episode came out very, very late today. Uh, it is out now, but neither of us have watched it. We will talk about last week's Platinum Inn episode because I'm curious of Zach's thoughts on things because my thoughts on things, I noticed, are a lot of people's thoughts on things. Like, the comments were blowing up about a certain aspect of Platinum Inn. So we will talk about last week's Platinum episode, which was episode 12. Uh, I do have Demon Slayer that I'll touch on. And then we will be talking about one newbie for the winter season, which is Orient, a series that I've personally been really excited for uh, to see it come out with this season. Uh, me and Zach both watched the first episode. We'll give our thoughts on it. And then next week, we will have some more shows kick off as well. Tribe 9 kicks off on Monday. That is Woo! on Funimation only. Uh, there are some other shows kicking off this weekend. I'm drawing a blank on what because I'm a great host. Uh, so next week will be good because we got some more shows to talk about. But today, Orient, Demon Slayer, and Platinum End. Uh, and then our normal chapter reviews, of course. If you could go follow us on Twitter at Anime and Podcast, we'd greatly appreciate that. As well as check out the other shows like Game Static, a terrible football show, and talking about movies and stuff. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated to be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, and if you are a video game fan, I definitely recommend going and checking out Game Static episode 70, where John, Zach, and I talked about all of the games coming out in 2020 that we currently 2022 uh, that we currently know of and gave our thoughts and everything, as well as predictions for this upcoming year. So definitely go check that out. There are going to be some clips coming out. Out. Uh, they, by the time this episode's out, there will be some clips out for that as well. Uh, Friday and Saturday, they will both drop at 7 a.m. So definitely go check that. We'd appreciate that. Uh, all right. So, Zach, before we jump into some anime talks, do you have anything on your mind that we need to chat about? Anything that uh, you saw in the industry? Anything outside the industry? Anything? Did you see any of that stuff uh, recently about possibly uh, Bebop getting revived and getting a second season? Wait, that's already being talked about? Possible revival? Yeah, because I've noticed at least a several articles this week of from the fan base that this I, I saw these articles and went, this is the best live action so far because there's a fan base that's fighting for it. Which is rare. That doesn't ha that doesn't happen often. No, I did not see that. So, yeah, there's been at least a couple articles. I can't remember where where they've either started talking about and speculating of the possibility of maybe Bebop being revived in some form or fashion. Yeah, did not see that. I'd be very shocked if it did, but hey, at least the series actually has a fan base behind it. Like you said, that's very rare for a live action anything. Yeah. Uh, did you see some of the first day rankings for our new January Shonen Jump series? Nope. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Are they really? Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. Because also, shout out to Anime Plus News, did not do it <laughs> two weeks in a row. All right. So the week before, like I said, I was gone for like four days. Around, this was Christmas week. I was gone for four days. I came home very late that Sunday when I record for Monday. And I just didn't feel like fucking doing it, period. I just didn't. I didn't feel like doing it Monday either. Uh, this past week, I did do it. I recorded. It was like a 15-minute episode. But for some reason or another, it disappeared from both my card and the hard drive. And I promise to God, as God is my witness, I recorded on both. So I don't know what happened. I genuinely don't, but it just disappeared, and I was just, like, so devastated by that. I'm like, 
I really don't want to record this again. I just, I really don't. And I was going to try to record it again Monday, and I'm just like, nah, <laughs> it'll be all right. I, you know, that sucks because I, I mean, will, it really does. I will openly admit that Animan Plus News is already in jeopardy with me. Yeah, I, I hate to admit that because I do acknowledge it's one of the more popular listens on YouTube. But I just don't have motivations to do it on Sunday. My motivations are because I, I don't know. While I don't mind reporting the news like that. And I have, I'll say it up front, I have zero intentions to ever bring the news back into the show because I do like our show now a lot more. But with the news, I like having conversation. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I miss the conversation. So why don't we record it on Saturdays? What, uh, the news stuff? Yeah. Me and you? Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's going to be a long segment. We might, we, might, we might consider that. We might do that because I, I do miss the conversation. I was going to say, we're already here in studio on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are in studio for uh, Game Static. So that's something we'll keep in mind. Uh, we'll run it by John. Let John know that hey, we gotta do this first. We'll hit you up afterwards, or if he's coming over, just say hey, just sit in the room, make a funny joke every once in a while, or just shut up. Either or. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's. I, I do want to shout some of these out because these are pretty nice. So naturally, uh, one, two, and three are three of the big ones that do sales. JJK, of course, number one that came out on Christmas Day, so that one got a little bit of a head start. So naturally, it's going to be number one. Uh, Doctor Stone at two, Black Clover at three. Uh, this is for first day rankings, by the way. Blue Box got number five. Hey. Yeah. Elusive Samurai at eight. Hayakashi Triangle at 10. Mission Yoza Core Family at 14. Uh, and Sakamoto Day is at 11 as well. Uh, Sakamoto, that is Sakamoto Day's volume five. Volume five at 11. Mission Yoza Core Family at 14. And then me and Robico, which is copying a Demon Slayer cover. Of uh, you know the, the the Earth Pillar, yeah. It was it was his cover where he's like doing this and crying. It, that's that's Robico's cover this Dang week. It all. Uh, that got twenty six, and then the newbie that I completely dropped P six. Its first volume came out, and it oh. led off with a forty fifth ranking, which is not terrible. That's not terrible for what we've seen in the past. No, it's not because it give examples of what we've seen in the past. Because we're literally in this bunch is Red Hood and Nero. These are the finales, and they kick off at one thirty six and one fifty one fifty three. Uh, second day, though, I'll kind of run through that as well because I guess these are interesting to me. Uh, the first, the top three remain the same. Blue Box actually went up one and went up to number four. Alu Samurai stayed at eight. Ayukashi at 11. Sakamoto at 13. Yozakor Family at 25. And then P6 went down to 52. So that's that's still not bad. I mean, bad. that's not a terrible gap loss, honestly. No, and, you know, I don't think it's going to be like an uh, unbelievable like blowout seller or anything. Like, I, I still think it I, – I, I feel like it could potentially hit 10K. Uh, for for this first volume, uh, I feel like it could, but I feel like when we get the results here in a few days for the actual hard numbers, it'll probably be like close to 10k, is what I'm kind of feeling. I mean, I've been kept reading it. I mean, it's not bad. It's uh, are you still reading up yeah. to date? I mean, it hasn't been terrible content. It just wasn't for me. I just I dropped it completely. I mean, if you want me to add it back onto the show, I don't care. Just let me know. But I mean, I, what I really want to know: when are we ever going to read me and Robico? Because that's apparently something we're missing out on. <sighs> Man, I know. I need to sit down and actually start to try to read it. Uh, just like I need to sit down and start to actually try to read Bleach. You know, yeah. I, I need to read this. I get ready for the final season because I want to be there for the final season this fall. I want to. Uh, Josh has been reading Bleach. He's actually made the time to read Bleach. He literally reads two things a week right now. Uh, One Piece and Bleach. Hey. He reads nothing else right now. Um, uh, and he's really enjoying Bleach. Meanwhile, I've picked up like three new webtoons and solo leveling's done. Rip. Also, shout out to Josh. He got a PS5. Hey. He managed to snag one. He's picking hey, it up next week. I almost defriended him from life, though. I will say that. <laughs> he almost got defriended and blocked for life. Almost. Because he's sitting there going by some games. I, you know, we're running, we're talking together about games to pick up. Because he didn't pick them up this weekend. Because he yeah. didn't get the console like Wednesday. And uh, he's just like, ooh, I can get The Witcher 3. I'm like, bro, listen to me. If you get the fucking Witcher 3, when you have missed an entire generation of incredible games, because the last, like, besides Nintendo, the last fucking console we have was a 360. I was like, if you get Witcher 3 instead of, like, you know, a, a, like a Horizon or a Ghost of Shima or a Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, because he's already buying Spider-Man for hey, sure. pick up Returnal. Returnal. I was like, if you buy the Witcher 3 over any of those... I'm going to punch you in the dick and block you from life. Because I had to point out to him, because he, he's just like, but, you know, The Witcher 3 is going to look so much better. I'm like, 
it's going to barely look better. Yeah. Because the next-gen patch is not out. Just because you're playing it on a PS5 does not mean it's going to look like fucking God, a godsend. Because you're literally playing a PS4 version of the game. So it's going to look a little bit better than your Switch. But it'll have better load times, and that's it. It's like, it's like you buy The Witcher 3 when the next-gen patch comes out where you can truly use the Witcher 3 to the full extent that the PS5 can deliver. Man, I, I was getting so mad at him. But he's like, oh, I'm just trolling with you, bud. I'm not going to get it. I'm like, oh, you got me this he, time. He's saying that, that. He was had it in his hands and was ready to yeah. first sit. Now his first buys are going to be Miles Morales, the launch edition that comes with the Spider-Man remaster, God of War, and Horizon. Okay. Are gonna, I'm st- you know, And then his say, he said his next purchase is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy and Red Dead Redemption 2. So, looking forward to hearing his thoughts on these, especially Spider-Man, as I know he's going to jump into Spider-Man immediately, which I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts on that game because it's still one of my favorite. I, I actually started a new playthrough uh, like a few days ago that I'm kind of touching in and out of. But anyway, uh, you want to go ahead and jump into stuff? You got anything else? No, not really. All right, well, let's, uh, let's kick the show off with the newbie on the block for us, uh, Orient, which is by the creator of Magi. This will be a 12-episode run for this season. Uh, Zach, what was your immediate thoughts and takeaways on this show and the concept? The concept being like, you know, the world there, you know, at one time there was these Onis, you know, demons, whatever. And then you had the Bushi, which fought against them. But, you know, once we come back to our main characters and where we are in time, it got, it got a little flipped throughout the storytelling history. Yes. Well, what is your thoughts on this approach? What's your thoughts on just like our characters and how the how the show kind of kicked off? I mean, I feel like it's a nice approach. It is very appropriate for that sort of style of the winners decide the history sort of thing that we see in series from time to time. And that it's been enough generations since the beginnings of when that story happened that the people are willingly accepting this knowledge, believing that it's truth. Yep. And just the one weird thing to me was the... Bushi have to wear their katana to be identified. I sort of understood it from a. It was like a mark. It's like a mark of shame. Well, I, I sort of get it because it was more or less those things of making a target for people to take out frustration on and whatnot, and more or less taking it away from the Onis and putting it on somebody else, mm-hmm. and just more or less further pushing the Bushi name down in the ground. So I mean. I, I get why it's there, but at the same time, I felt like it was a bit odd with how it was placed in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, my honestly, official first takeaway was uh, Musashi and Kojiro, our main characters, when it showed Musashi, I went, why is it only showing him with a single sword? And then it showed off his weird pickaxe scythe thing. I went, ah, two sickles on one scythe. Because if you didn't know, Musashi and Kojiro are... Um, famous swordsman Musashi was known for using a dual wield style, and Kojiro for a drawing style. And in most stories, they're part uh, paired up as rivals rather than allies. I actually had no idea about that. That's super cool, and it makes me like this a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know about that. So yeah, the first thing when it said the names were Musashi and Kojiro, I was like, "Why does Musashi only have a single blade?" Then I noticed the second, I was like, "Oh, I'll let it pass." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so when we get introduced to our, our main characters, they're, they're kids, like, dueling it out, whatever, you know, and they have, like, the, the dreams of being, mm-hmm. you know, part of part of a, a band of Bushi, whatever, to fight against the Oni. You see, is, was it Kojiro's father, or was it... Kojiro's, yeah. Okay. You know, talking about being a Bushi and stuff like that. Then we get brought to the present where, like, you know, Mushishi is in, in school, essentially, learning how to be a minor. That was the funniest thing to me, too, was fucking minor school. Yeah, minor school. <laughs> Just learning how to mine, getting ready to mine for your gods. It was just straight up anime school for mining. I was just like, this is the anime school I never knew I never wanted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, like, so, like, you know, kind of like how I let off this thing. So, essentially, once we get back to, like, the present for our characters, you know, the Oni, which is, of course, the demons, our bad guys, obviously, you know, the history kind of got flipped in storytelling where it's, like, they're praised as, like, these almighty worthy gods and and these the, saviors who this, came and yes. freed the people from the bushi yeah and the bushi are like the absolutely just the worst and in terms of like kojiro like his father was a bushi so like what zach was talking about with like the sword you know you know he's got to carry his sword around at all times it's like a mark of shame because he's a descendant of a 
of Ibushi, and everyone looks down upon him, looks down, looks down on that the katana. Like, there's one scene where he's, like, picking up trash, and someone makes a uh, remark, like, why don't you use that shitty sword to pick up the trash instead? You know, just bullshit like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then when it comes to, like, the mining school that Mushi's in, whatever, he's using the giant fucking scythe pickaxe thing, you know, which, he, which I think it's funny that he's the only one with this he, super giant fucking thing. the only one with a customized pickaxe. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're just mining away. They're, get, you know, getting ready for graduation to go work for the for the lords and saviors that they've been built up to know they're basically completely brainwashed like you know even in the in school like the one class and it's like shout your dreams one last time everyone's like i want to be a miner i want to be a miner and he you know he's trying to fight back where he wants to shout his real dream of being a bushi and fight against the oni but it's just like that's so frowned upon that he can't do it essentially and then you know once it comes graduation day, you know they they everyone finds out the truth, you know, yeah. or at least at least that group. I mean, yeah, because there's a whole parade yeah. through the city where they all walk off and go up the mountain and enter a gate, which was the Oni Gate. Funny enough, yep. And go in and just see that Namiel's like, "Hey, new slaves." Yep. And there are these Nekomata Onis, sort of just there eating ore, swallowing people. Yep. Doing their thing. And then you're you're meant to do that until you die. Um, you know, and or, you know, before the actual graduation, you know, Mushi went to uh, Kajiro and was trying to convince him to like go be a, you know, uh, a Bushi. Start to, a Bushi band. Yeah, and you know, Kajiro in a, you know, in a in a loving way, you know, basically told him off and said, you know, I don't want to be with someone who sprouts out lies like you do whatever, but it was really Kajiro like look, you know, you know, not, you know, looking out for him as he so he thought. Yeah. You know, cuz he's like you deserve a happy life. Go just Go or normal life is what he said. It's like go go be a miner essentially. I was like, well, that's clearly not normal life. Uh, but then when he finds like his his books and stuff, that's when he sees it. You know, you know, as we see later, it's like, oh, he was being serious all the time. He actually, you know, Mushi really did want to be a Bougie because there's all these notes that he did where it's like, you know, him doing all the mining stuff and Mushi's been doing this entire time because he was training himself, which is a weird way to train yourself to train how to do sword yes. techniques with a pickaxe. Yes. And also, what's with the fucking mount? I have a lot of questions about that. I- what I have questions <laughs> about here is which what slightly triggered me is like, so you have this whole regulation of bushies and whatnot in that they have to wear their swords around them with a chain, sort of like a prisoner, like a, uh, I think they're called Hakama, yeah. which is usually what the sword's tugged into. And when he was a kid, it had a ball on it. But as he's gotten older, the balls disappeared. Yep. Secondly. I noticed that. They have the Bushi just out on the outskirts of town, not even regulated. So they literally could be doing anything. Yep. They could literally be building a resistance and no fucks are being given. Yep. And then this Bushi shows up to help his buddy with a fucking bike that's apparently illegal. Yep. With like some weird like crystals on the back or something. Yeah. And I'm assuming ore because I'm assuming since there's mining, the ore has some sort of power. And also, become- I also want to stress to the listeners that have no idea about Orient. When he says bike, I... Picture like a motorcycle. Picture motorbike. I, yes, picture an actual bike, and everything that we've set up to this point very clearly puts us in some older times. Yes, we mean an actual bike. <laughs> yeah, it's a motorbike that's has ore in it, which I assume since they're making people miners, ore is going to play some factor in this series. And he's just able to draw his sword without the chain. He can choose whether to put the chain on or not, and draw his sword whenever. Yep. So, like for the Bushi to be their enemy and whatnot. The Oni really don't care about them for whatever season. They don't bother to regulate them in any shape or form. So I'm just thinking, if the Bushi are your enemy, there's no fucking regulation. You're mm-hmm. just like, hey, he, these are the bad people. Pick on them, people. But besides that, fuck off. Right. <laughs> um, now, with uh, once we actually got to the point of like some climax stuff, what was your thoughts on like, like let's say the actual action that we got? Because obviously there's an action shown, and how, how did you feel about? Because I know one common complaint that I saw from a lot of comments is that everyone felt like, I mean, everyone felt like the animation. I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's not bad animation, but it's just kind of like I, I, I don't know. I guess everyone's spoiled by all this super amazing shit. So they're just like, oh, this is kind of basic. Did you like? How did you feel towards like the actual you know combat that we actually get to see? I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was, it was fine. It wasn't me. anything special for what it was. I mean, it wasn't any like big fight. I mean, they're literally just mowing down grunts. Yeah, which also in the episode te- teased a uh, what, what did they call it? A Keishin? Yeah, Keishin. A Keishin's on the way, which is like some big bad or something. I don't yeah, know. the Keishins are the ones who actually invaded the Oni. I guess would you would more or less assume as uh, regular soldiers, and Keishins would be sort of commander-esque type people. Right. 
Overall, what, what was your thoughts as the show? Did you, uh, if you had to give it a number grade off episode one, how, how do you how are you feeling? But I felt like it was okay. I mean, uh, I, I feel like after watching it, I probably hyped myself up a little too bit uh, going into it. Uh, but I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It, it'll be a fun twelve episode watch. But I don't think it's gonna anything that's gonna blow me the fuck away. It's not gonna be my next eighty six. I'll put it that way. Yeah, based on scale, I would probably give it like a seven. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's something interesting enough that I'll probably watch through airing. Yeah, I mean, with we we don't really have a you know a packed winter season anyway. I mean, the headliners attack on Titan final season part two that none of us are going to review here, um, including Josh who reviewed Attack on Titan the final season. You know, none of us are gonna, none of us are going to review that. Uh, there are some other series like Tribe Nine is one that I am getting more and more pumped for uh, the closer that we get. That is one that I'm actually really excited to watch. Yeah, that series is going to be messed up. It's gonna, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun watch, I think. And then there was also another one like the Land of Leodel, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is one that Zach and I both watched, checked out that we were kind of curious in. But like I said, I feel like Orient will be a fun twelve episode winter season watch. I don't think it's gonna be anything to like like brutally go home and write about maybe once we get introduced to like you know the other characters are kind of teasing the opening which by the way good opening i did like the yeah, opening the opening was good ending uh, was good too yeah ending was really good too that you know so that that's a couple big bonus points and honest honestly not only the opening and ending just the ost was honestly very good as well i did enjoy the music throughout the first episode um you know I, and i will say i actually really like uh Mushi's design i love i actually really like his character design i think it's actually pretty cool um but, uh, you know, maybe once we get introduced to, you know, a couple other characters, I know there's like a female pro tag that was kind of teased in the opening and stuff. Once we get introduced to the other characters and kind of see where we're going to continue to go with it. When they showed off the female character in the opening, all I could think of was Talum. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I feel like it's going to be a fun watch. Um, you know, Magi was interesting, to say the least. So, you know, being from the same creator, I imagine yeah. this one will be interesting in, in some capacity. So, I don't know. I mean, it was fun. I'm going to continue to watch it. We'll continue to review it on the show every week. I would say, I, I you know, if you got Crunchyroll, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. Because, again, for this winter season, we don't have a whole lot that's popped out, really, or going to pop out. I've looked at the whole list like 100 fucking times trying to find that possible gym. You know, I'm trying to find the second 86 for me. Uh, I was like, what's going to be the gym for this season? I haven't found it yet. Uh, next up, um, well, Zach, did you, did you have any thoughts at all that you wanted to share with the previous episodes of Dragon Quest and Yashihime? Literally anything. Uh, Dragon Quest has decided to give a pop an identity crisis once again uh, for like the fourth time this series. Like legitimately, everyone else is training and doing crap, and Pop's having an identity crisis because they find out the uh, gems that Avon was giving all his students who graduated apparently are going to have some special powers to be able to cast this super ultimate powerful purifying spell to combat uh, Varn. And each one has a purpose for each per- person. They glow whenever they're doing that, and he can't get his to glow. So he literally spends three episodes running around having this identity crisis only to come back after the girls go down to a dungeon and acquire that spell and come back from over here and still have an identity crisis and run off. That sounds horribly boring. I mean, for Pop's story, yes. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else was sort of just doing training arc stuff, but Pop was running around like a lunatic trying to find an identity. How about you, Shahime? Anything to write home about? Uh, the series was doing good. Then it did the weird crap with Zero. Mm. I mean, that character that just like kind of implanted itself in season one, as if we were supposed to know who it was. Yes. <laughs> um. So she's so first off, the series had three whole plot lines going on. It had uh, Setsuna's plot line of helping the demons, the other demon slayers up in the north. Toe's running around with Riku and Rion while being hunted down by Zero. And Moraha was doing Moraha things for the raccoon dogs to help uh, uh, Takeichi out, only for Setsuna to kill the demons, then have a Home Alone episode. Um, Toa gets captured by Zero, and they have some weird torture episode, which the torture I was very confused about. It was literally a guy getting high off her pain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally, they had some weird. They attached some weird bug to her, and Zero just smoked her and demoralized her. The colors her pain and sadness, which those emotions were sucked up by the bug. This was sent into a plant that produced an aroma that the guy was just getting high off, like he was Cheech and Chong. 
What the fuck's happened to this series? I don't know. It was doing so well as a list. <laughs> like, from everything that you set up to this point, it sounded like it did. It was on the rails, and it was having a good time. Now it just sounds like it fucking derailed. It went out a fucking shit show. I mean, literally the Setsuna episode... They defeated the demon, and they had a whole thing of Setsuna can sleep now, so she's been affected by the new moon, so she becomes human now. Because when she had the dream butterfly, the new moon didn't affect her, so she just stayed demon all the time. Well, she Kira found out that there was a demon coming after her while she was trying to hold off from falling asleep while she was human. So what she literally does is she writes down a bunch of notes about all these demons for the other demon slayers, because apparently... She knows more about him than the other demon slayers, especially Kohaku, who's been a demon slayer for I don't know how long now at this point. That's, that's fucking true. And it's literally a Home Alone episode because the demon shows up in the village, comes to the end, his little creatures go in, they get whipped. He walks in the door, and Hisu, one of Moroku's, Moroku's sons, just chilling by the stairs with two ropes, and he's just reading a notebook. If the demon's this tall, pull this rope. Spears come down, the demon dodges and goes too far, goes through a fucking spinning wall to be put into a catapult and then launched away. <laughs> like, it was straight up Home Alone-esque. Uh, Moraha did the whole thing with the raccoon things. I had no issue with on that one, actually. Moraha was fine. It was a soul set, Moraha being Moraha, Hachi still being a prick about the dead parents thing, which aren't actually dead. Um... And yeah, no, that was actually totally fine. There was nothing wrong with Moraha's little part of it. Nothing's ever wrong with Moraha. Oh. She's the best character. Then yeah, then after Setsuna's stuff, uh, Shishomaru shows up, says, go, I'll deal with this. She runs off to go meet Rin. Uh, Rin cries a lot while she's suffering from the scale thing. says, go save Zero and Toa. She shows up to Zero and Toa. They have a, her and Toa have a weird moment. Because Ren gave back Setsuna her memories back. And you come to find out. <sighs> so even when Toa was a child, her little one aspect was, Setsuna! Right. <laughs> Literally the entire time, even kids were picking on her saying, Setsuna's not real. <laughs> um, and shit like that. And that's why she became a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we find out that before Setsuna's memories were taken away by the dream butterfly, Setsuna was going around everywhere going, sister, sister. And I'm like, God damn it. God fuck, man. (laughs) So they have this little moment where they hug it out and Toa goes, I'm no longer bad at you, Zero. I'm not going to kill you. And Zero going, my God, that was all I needed to be forgiven. (laughs) What? (laughs) And I don't want you to kill me anymore. The dog demon was powerful because he had family and he had love. I was like, fucking piece of shit. The show fucking <laughs> sucks, dude. I was like, it was going so well. And then it has this whole moment and um, they have their moment. Setsuna severs the tie for the dog demon. Zero's no longer pissy at all times. She gives up her curse. Ren gets saved. And Rion's like, Aunt Zero, help us find my father. She's like, this is goodbye. Kill me. And the fucking Riku shows up, stabs him a heart, cry. And she's like, this is what it was supposed to happen. And carries out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this show fucking stinks, bro. <laughs> it was going so well. I admire you so much for making it through season one and now making it through this bullshit. Because I, I dropped it midway through season one, let alone this. But season two was going so well. And then they did this shit. <laughs> and then to finish it off, um, Jonkin fell off from Shoshomaru's little sash thing when Shoshomaru was flying off and lands on uh, Moraha and Tagiichi, and they take him to the Tree of Ages where Rin's being held up, only for them to chill there while Jonkin spends the entire episode running into the tree trying to go into it. And Shoshomaru shows up, and she's like, oh, Mora, take this jewel. And hands her the black pearl, and she's like, <laughs> your parents are inside that. Peace. Ooh. <laughs> and walks into the tree to well, go see Rin. Well, that's actually kind of an interesting ending. Well, it doesn't end there. Oh. Uh, Moraha then proceeds to... Could have ended it there. Uh, end up at the well 
from that Kagome always used. Mm-hmm. Only for Kieran Morrow to get there because he's still chasing this little spirit kid with a pinwheel. Fuck, I forgot he was a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing with time and whatnot. He chases it down and it happens to just lead him to her. And he's just like, ah, half demon girl. Yoink. I'm going to kill, destroy this and uh, kill your parents. Acquire that pinwheel for me. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that was the end? That was the end. All right. It had a better ending, and then they fucked it up by adding that. I have no idea what happened. It was going so well. <laughs> and they did this shit. I'm so glad I'm not watching that. I feel bad for you, though. But at the same time, I do. I feel bad for you, but this was your choice. I'm not, I wasn't making you do this. Hey, I was actually fine with season two until these last couple episodes. <laughs> I don't know what happened with the writers, but they suddenly went, all right, our time's about to run up. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump over to Platinum Man. Let's do that, and I'll, I'll finish off with Demon Slayer since that was actually a new episode. Um, so episode 13 of Platinum Man, like I said, came out very late today so that we're not going to get to talk about that one. So we will talk about episode 12 from last week. Uh, Zach, what's your thoughts on this? Because, man, I, I got to say, the further we get on this, I just don't give a shit about our protagonist. I really don't. The sadist nurse should have lived. <laughs> I mean, still a more interesting character than our protagonist. And, bro, the comments on this episode on Crunchyroll was brutal. Brutal. Where it's just like people are saying, I've never hated a protagonist as much as I do fucking Mirai. It's like other people are just like, I cannot fucking stand this guy. Like, I mean, and I, I don't blame him. I really don't. Like, <sighs> I mean, his character is very one dimensional. Yes. But at least we have other characters like Nice that carries it for us. I mean, he's completely, I don't want to kill people, so I'm not going to kill. Which makes me sort of wonder, how did people feel about this series when they were reading it as it was releasing? Right. Because this was a popular enough series that it got an anime, of course, which... Got a lot of hype leading up to it. Yeah, which may or may not say anything. So I assume something interesting is going to happen towards the end of this, which kept people reading. Um, But at this point, I mean... Mirai's pretty one-dimensional, and I could care less about him. And then I could care about some of the other side characters, like uh, the Commando dude. He was sort of pointless. Sadist nurse girl, eh. I mean, she was a sadist nurse who was literally just fan service. And then the child who literally ran away. So he was pointless as well. Yeah, a lot of pointless characters in this whole scenario here. I want to read some comments. <laughs> I want to read some comments. All right. Just in all involving Mirai. So I caught up like a week ago, and I personally do not like the kind of MC like this being a little bitch. Like, do I hate weak and pussy MCs? Yes, I do. But I made an exception for this show because remember, this man tried to end it and he was and he was saved, meaning that he could have that he has found a newfound respect for life that we don't. Remember that you're not alone. There's light in the tunnel, but he's like the TLDR though is the MC does not want to take another life because he understands what it means to live and want to lose your life. But this guy is still a little bitch and I just can't stand him. Had something good going there. And he kind of went off downhill. Uh, let's see. Let's find another one here. Uh, I, okay. This is not relevant to the MC, but it is kind of funny. What's what kind of psychopath work, works out butt naked? <laughs> that's funny i mean a lot of them uh, a lot of people yeah uh let's see uh duh, 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 duh. there's a, been a lot of comments from just today so i do apologize on that oh wait a minute yeah because it came out for free members today so hold on i see why i'm not finding the juicy comments that i wanted because I'm looking at today's episode's comments. Oops. <laughs> no, like I mean, I don't know, man. Like what that what I will say what that person said. It, it is it does bring up a good point where it's just like he understands what it's like to be at that point. But man, I feel like the character development for our main character is unbelievably snail like slow, it and it's just it's not it's not entertaining to me. The fact of the matter, I mean, it is very slow. But for the fact of the matter. Literally, anytime he's had even a slight little development, it requires someone else to point it out. Yeah. Because it is so slight and mean. You could barely consider it development at this point. 
Yeah, like I know with this episode, like you know, because of his indecisiveness, the other character essentially had to die, uh, Najimi, um, yeah. and Metropolitan was basically blaming Mirai for it. It's like, hey, because of your indecisiveness, he died. Congratulations, you know, and just bullshit like that. And now we're on the juicy comments. So the first one is, uh, uh, Mukaido is going to die of cancer before Mirai kills someone. Fuck. <laughs> this is one of the worst main characters of all time. Not gonna lie, this shit is ridiculous. This coward is boring to watch. I really hope we see some real character development out of our main guy. I don't know how much more I can take. I'm about to jump off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, This show is so good and also has the most fucking cringe and basic characters ever. Now, that's an interesting comment because I honestly kind of maybe maybe not on the cringe aspect. While there is some cringe aspects, yes, but in terms of basic, that I feel like I can get behind. The concept for this show phenomenal i love the concept i love i love our i love our antagonist because he's an interesting fucking character but it's like other than that like we have just some very basic fucking characters i mean if you really want to look at it antagonist is actually pretty basic too basic in terms of like trademark like copy paste yeah but at least he's still interesting (laughs) uh here's another one i've never hated an mc more in my entire life of watching anime i mean i have but they're purposely written to be hated so uh, this guy said it's a long one. I'm not going to read that. He just starts off. I seriously want to slap Mirai. Starts off with that. Uh, man, just, I just, I can't get behind that. I feel like it's unfortunate because, like I said, this show has such an interesting premise and it has some very nice draw ins. Like, I feel like Metropolitan is an interesting character that draws you in. I feel like Nice is an unbelievably fascinating character and really draws you in. But it's like for our protagonist to be like the weakest link of the show is very depressing. Like, I, I feel like there are some people, some, I say some, that would like throw out there the same thing of like maybe like a Tokyo Avengers. Cause I mean, let's be honest, while Takamichi is an interesting character as you progress the series, at first glance, I can see people's beef with him. Cause even now in the series, he still hasn't really done anything. I mean, to be fair, Takamichi has a much better supporting cast. And that that's the thing. Like all of the more major characters for that show is the support. Mikey and Draken are a thousand times more popular characters than Takamichi is. And for good reasons. Uh, but like, that's not even a fucking comparison with these two that people could possibly try to compare is like, you know, a a series that's very good, has a good concept, but kind of a weaker main character. This is like, like, let's say Tokyo would be here. You know, for people that's not watching the video, my hand is up place so far. (laughs) And for platinum, it's like way down here. It's like not even close because Mirai and like, uh, Saki. Yeah. Saki just, there's not interesting characters to me at all. I mean, it's still it's still an enjoyable watch to a point. Uh, there are some different aspects. I mean, I feel like Najmi was more of an interesting character than our pro- character, our protagonist, and he was only here for a few episodes. And I enjoyed his character arc more. And then he got honey trapped. That was depressing. That was fu- that was fucking nasty looking too. Ugh, the the acid thing. Oh, when he was melting. Yeah, yeah. That, that the melting thing was fucking brutal. Like Jesus Christ, dude. But anyway, uh, I'll jump into Demon Slayer. Uh, actually, if I actually have the episode pulled up right now because I wanted to refresh on a couple of things. Okay. So I've been watching the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I wanted to refresh the beginning because I, the, I, there was the, the whole like uh, middle part of the episode towards the end. I, I remembered very well, but I wanted to completely make sure that I was I literally just talking about two series I watched like two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. I just wanted to make sure. So the episode does kick off. Well, it first kicks off with uh, Uzai finding the first of his three wives. Had a nice little moment, you know, gives her an antidote, tells her to get out of here. You know, shit's about to get flashy. You know, he starts going to, uh, you know, Uzai things, you know, shinobi things going around. You know, discuss, you know, you know, figures out there's a there's something going on underground. He said there's a fight happening underground right now, and he uses his sound breathing. It's like the like something roar, and it starts fucking battering the earth. You know, after that, we we come up to uh, Tondra once again fighting our upper six, and this this was overall a, a nice little uh, fight between the two of them because you get to see Tondra just like openly like kind of you know admit that. You know, he's a failure when it comes to the water breathing. He's like, my body is just not made for it. You know, like, his his sword got nicked. He's just like, you know, it's not the sword's fault. It's my fault. You know, I'm just not meant for water breathing. I can't be as good as, 
I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the water pillar's name. I, I feel bad for that. And then his teachers, I can't be as good as you guys. Like my, my body, I just can't handle. You know, it doesn't work well with it. It works better with the, you know, the, uh, you know, was it called the Hinokami, uh, whatever. The, Don't ask me. Like it's all. I think it's called the sun breathing. Is what it is. Yeah, he's like my body works better for that, but I can't fucking you know I can't fucking do it for more than two swings. My body gets fucked up. So you know once he starts using it, like the upper says, oh shit, his movements changed. He did a couple times, and he immediately like basically fell to the fucking ground, bucking body just like you know just kind of spazzing out <laughs> <laughs> because it, you know he's in immense pain, and he has a nice little moment. Where he remembers like Rengoku, he's just like, you know, focus my breathing, focus my breathing, focus my breathing. You know, he focuses his breathing to dodge like a lethal hit, whatever. You know, he, then he managed to do it a couple more times. And we have a flashback of whenever he was trying to train himself more on using it as well when he was uh, at, you know, like whatever hospital right after the train arc where, you know, the person was threatening, like, you know, I need to tell, you know, whoever that you have a hundred degree fever and, Tondro's begging, don't do that, because I, I can use this better when I have a fever. So, I mean, everything there was interesting. It was good, but the, what stole the show was obviously everything with Anosuke. I mean, that's just a given. He's one of the best characters. So, it brings it to uh, the house that Anosuke was in, and it also says, like, or, you know, sometime earlier, you know, because uh, whenever it came to Uzai at the beginning, what he was, the battle he was hearing underground is this battle. All right, bro. So, when it comes to Anosuke, you see some, you know, you see some ladies walking through the house. You see one come up oh and God. screaming, and she's just like, there's some boar monster running around destroying everything. And she's like, what are you talking about? You need to get ready for work, whatever. And then here comes Onosuke, just, just <laughs> busting through. He's like, where are you at, demon? I know you're around here somewhere. And he's like going around sniffing. He's just like, there, underground. And he breaks the you know the board. He finds a hole. He's just like, I got you now. And he jumps into the hole, and only his head fits, right? And he pops out of the hole. He's just like, ah, unlucky for you is that I can dislocate every body, every you know piece of my body. So as long as my head fits, I can go anywhere. So he starts like fucking dislocating like all of his limbs and fits into the hole. And it's such a disturbing scene because it's a very, very long tunnel. So you just see him slithering <laughs> through the tunnel. And he even makes the comments like, oh, this tunnel's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. And it's so fucking disturbing. Because the first shot of it is like a shot where you're like looking down like a black part of the tunnel. Yeah. And then you just see his boar face just come up slithering through. And it's just a side <laughs> shot of him going through it. It's so fucking disturbing. Oh, uh, he ends up getting to like the main cavern where he finds like, you know, like uh, the belt uh, that, you know, that belongs to the upper six. Because the upper six uses her belt to basically like eat people. Okay. And so you see, like, the belt all hanging in with this cavern. He noticed on the belt, like, different people's bodies, including Uzai's wives. And he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, he starts piecing together. Oh, so I guess they use the belt to eat people. All right, interesting. He sees Zenetsu, and he's like, yeah, what is he doing in here? You know, then the belt is, like, kind of has, like, a mind of its own, whereas, like, it's its own demon. So he starts fighting against the belt and everything, you know, trying to slash people, free people. He managed to free, like, just three of them, yeah. three, three randoms, you know. And then uh, he continues to kind of free some more, including the wives, uh, which, yeah, I, it's been so long since I've read this. I totally forgot uh, Suma's personality where, you know, like Makio, we already kind of got to see her where she's like the really like kind of like strong, headstrong kind of shinobi. Yeah. Uh, while, you know, we already get to see the other one earlier on as well, which is kind of gentle. I totally forgot that Sumo was just like a massive bitch, and that was really funny. <laughs> where she's just like, you know, and she's like yelling at Makio. She's like, Makio, you know I can't do this. And she's just like coming around with a kunai trying to do things. I totally forgot about that. That was very comedic. Uh, and then uh, in Inosuke ends up freeing uh, Zenitsu, which gives us one of the best lines in this entire episode, where Zenitsu, he's passed the fuck out, obviously, yeah. and does his thunderclap and flash, goes around, frees everyone, destroys the belt and Nosuke just stands there and looks at him he's like maybe you should stay asleep all the time <laughs> it's like thank you Nosuke you're thinking what everyone else thinks um the end of the episode had uh Uzai coming into the cavern as well finishing off that that, uh, that belt demon in a really really just quick and epic way because as soon as he comes down you know the, the the belt demon was just like wait a minute I know this presence that's a Hashira and then he just like flies through completely murders it reunites with his wives very funny uh, very funny you know you know, uh, reunion because again, Suma is just like a, you know, very emotional, very emotional in the situation. In a way. Yes, in a way, yes. Uh, you know, and then he ends it with like his uh, kind of like his trademark line. I was like, you know, he pulls his blades out. He's like, things are about to get flashy. 
you know, ending off the episode. Uh, so I'm very pumped for the next episode because we're we're getting some really good shit now. Uh, but no, this episode was honestly really enjoyable. Shout out to Inosuke, man. He's a he's a fucking wonderful character <laughs> in every way possible. I love him so. In fact, that's actually where it's at right now as I'm watching it. Is that uh, he's currently down in the cavern. So. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it was a good episode, man. This season has been very good. Obviously, animation is as top tier as it's going to come. Um, but I had, had a fun watch. Uh, what was your favorite watch of the week? Uh, shoot, I didn't really watch anything this week. I guess Orient, because that's literally the only thing I watched this week. Okay. Uh, probably just Demon Slayer for me. Demon Slayer was a fun watch. Definitely not Platinum End, I'll say that. Definitely not Platinum End. All right, uh, let's get into our manga ratings, chapter ratings, whatever, Woo. and finish off the week. Uh, let's see where am I? There I am. All right, uh, kicking things off with One Piece, one thousand and thirty-six. I'm gonna give this one an eight. Uh, actually, mm, nine. Okay, give this one a nine. We had uh, we had Zoro's fight finished up here. Fights are starting to get finished up. Oh, I thought you were gonna say because we got our third uh, Shokugeki no Sanji. <laughs> no, no, his fight, Sanji's fight finished up a couple chapters ago. So we, we do have some fights finishing up. Uh, the, the end of this chapter finally brought us back to Luffy and Kaido for the first time in a while. It, it, the focus has been off of them for a while. Uh, so looking forward to seeing what's going to come in the next chapter. What about My Hero Academia 339? Uh, I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. But I also get a... I also got to shout out the chapter before uh, when we were on. No, I think we reviewed that chapter. The cha- whatever the chapter right before this one where Hatsumi first came into the picture, I laughed so fucking hard when the chapter ended with her boobs right in Deku's face and he still has the most serious face in the world. Yes. I laughed so fucking hard at that. I can't even begin to All tell the you. Comments on this chapter was legend tells that Deku could have dodged it. <laughs> But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, my danger sense didn't go off. <laughs> I wonder why, bud. Uh, but yeah, I would give the 339 that I'd probably give it an 8. What about Black Clover 318? Mm, I'll give it a 7. I'll give it an 8. I like the ending of all the captains. That's why I gave it a 7. <laughs> yeah, all the captains. The rest of the chapter was all right. I'll give it an 8. Uh, Dr. Stone 224. 7. I'll give this one an eight, actually, just because I really did kind of enjoy that moment between Senku and Zeno. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little moment. I did enjoy that. So I'll give it an eight. That's the highest rating Dr. Stone's gotten out of me in months. Yes. Uh, JJK, 170. I'll stick with sevens. I'll give this one a seven as well. Uh, Mission Yuzukura Family, 112. This was a nice, very heartwarming one-off chapter. Uh, the, Mission Yuzukura Family does a great job on one-off chapters. I will not fucking lie. I'll give this one an 8. Uh, Undone Luck, 93. Um, so the battle with Spring has finally come to a close. It has been a long one. Wait, that, what? Yeah, the battle with Spring. It's like a... Oh, I thought you said the Battle of Spring. I was like, no, what? No, the Battle with Spring. Okay. Um, that has finally come to a close. It was a long and somewhat entertaining battle. It wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't nearly as good as the one we had before. The one that we had before fucking was awesome. Um, but this one was okay. Uh, I would give this chapter, though, probably probably a seven, I think, for this one. What about Mashal that I did not get to read? That's unfortunate for you. I give it an eight. Yeah, it, I, it wouldn't load. No matter what I did, I went to Manga Plus and I went to the Shonen Jump app. The chapter would not load for me. It's very upset about that. Sakamoto Day is 53. <laughs> Bruh. That old guy. I know. He's, I love how they do the R on anytime he makes an appearance. Yep. Yep. That is an easy nine. Yep, I give it a nine as well. Good chapter. Elusive Samurai 45. Uh, six. Ooh, okay. Um, probably a seven out of me. Uh, what about uh, Blue Box 35? Nine. Eight. I'm giving it a nine. Good chapter. Really enjoyed it. I give it an eight because they put a freaking cop out in there. Uh, they did, but I still very much enjoyed it. Ay Hashiman chapter seven. <laughs> this fucking guy. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight as well. Doron Doron chapter five. Um, six. I did not read it. Uh, Kaju number eight. Chapter 54. Rip. Eight. Fucking rip. Rip to that guy. Had the funeral this chapter. 
Uh, I'll give it an eight as well. Uh, Dan Dan 39 did not read that. My fault. Uh, Fire Force 296. I would give this one eight. Still very much enjoyed this chapter. Tokyo Avengers 236. Eight. Give this one an eight. Actually, give this one a nine. I give it an eight. I give this one a nine. I really like this chapter. Good bro chapter. I mean, I'm looking forward to what comes next, honestly. I am too. Eden Zero 173. Uh, eight. Forgot to read it. My fault. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. I literally completely blanked on that series until I literally just named it off. <laughs> Both of us are kind of on the out with Two Year Eternity right now, so have not read that. I haven't read that in weeks. Neither have I. Uh, I don't know. Seven Days Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Chapter Forty Five. Again, forgot that one too. But oh, I, dang it, Alex. Well, because like I, I remembered Fire Force, Tokyo Avengers, and Ranger Reject because they're like you know in a Google Chrome window, you know, browser. Those two I read on the in the manga and the Crunchyroll manga. So I just forgot somehow. I just forgot on my fault. But Ranger Reject Thirty Five, I would give an eight. Good chapter. Enjoyed that. Enjoying this series. Uh, Unordinary Two Forty Two. Eight. Nine. Nine. Okay. I like this chapter. We care at 171. I get a nine for me personally. I'll side with your nine. I just love that walk out. There's one thing he didn't consider. He's Wolf Kill. Yep. <laughs> L Seed 150. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Favorite chapter of the week. Weak hero. Blue. Actually, no, I take that back. I give it a game if it's a Sakamoto. That freaking old guy. <laughs> I would say Sakamoto or Blue Box for me. I really enjoyed both those reads. Blue Box is actually the first thing I read this week. So I'd say Sakamoto or Blue Box for me. So, All right, well, that is the chapter reviews. Uh, we made it through. Uh, and look at that, an episode actually under an hour. Holy shit. I don't think we've done that in a long time. I mean, there's four minutes. Uh, actually, technically less. We were we shot the shit for three minutes before we actually started recording, like the actual show. So we have a little bit more time. Okay, I'm not gonna stretch it to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like the first time we've ever had it under an hour, or at least in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, which oh, I mean that, that that's fine. It didn't matter. Uh, next week we will have, of course, some more series to talk about. I am very excited to talk about Tribe Nine. I don't. I just. It looks like it's gonna be a fun show. So I'm looking forward to watching that I mean, on if Monday. It's, if it's anything like that creator's other stuff of Danganronpa, it's going to be a ride. Uh, I may also check out some other series that just recently came out, like The, the Land of Leodel was one that I was going to mm-hmm. look at. I, I, I might watch that. It, I think it might it could pique my interest. I don't know if it'll be something we'll review on the show. It depends on how we feel about it. Um, you know, I, I feel like it wouldn't be a bad thing to review on the show if we like it, that is. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But we'll, we'll, you know, looking forward to all the new shows kicking off here soon. Uh, I will say this winter season does feel a little lackluster right now. I will say that. Uh, unless we can find some, you know, gems hidden in the rough. I think just for us, I mean, I think honestly, overall, there's actually some pretty good series out there. It's just not all, a lot of them aren't just not for us this winter. Yeah, then it's true. Uh, spring will be good though. Spring will be good because we got Spy Family, Shield Hero Season 2. Tentative. Stop saying that, Zach. Stop <laughs> putting that out into the universe, please. I want Shield Hero Season 2. God damn it. All right. Well, uh, Zach, any last thoughts? No. Just uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe button. If you actually want to be notified when stuff goes up, whether it be this show or one of our other shows, or anything else we do, you can hit the bell and it'll let you know whenever it goes up, whatever day that is, at youtube.com slash sparky3. All right, guys, do everything that Zach said and more. We definitely appreciate that. Hopefully you have a phenomenal rest of your day and uh, definitely look forward to the potential of Animan Plus news coming out this time after missing it two weeks in a row. And like I said, go check out Game Static, episode 70. That was a fun episode. Terrible football show. Uh, we're gearing up for the NFL playoffs. That's fun there. And we do have a new talking about movies and stuff coming out next week for Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's exciting as well. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. See you next time. Bye.